0: Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast of Bible reading and insight into God's Word. We are now at the conclusion of Esther. We're in chapter 10, looking at verses 1 through 3 in God's Word translation. And this is the epilogue to the book of Esther. Although the book has uh, dealt with important matters to the Jewish people, God's name was never mentioned, and it won't be mentioned in the epilogue either. We have to remember that God orchestrated events behind the scenes, and He continued to help Esther and Mordecai and King Xerxes make wise decisions. It was God who put Esther in the position of queen. And as we read the book of Esther, we certainly understand how it seemed like a helpless situation for the Jewish people. But God is always in control. So instead of looking in despair, we need to look up to God. But let's listen to Esther chapter 10, verses 1 through 3 in the God's Word translation. It reads King Xerxes levied a tax on the country and the islands of the sea. All his acts of power and might, along with the whole account of the greatness of Mordecai, whom the king had promoted, are recorded in the history of the kings of the Medes and Persians. Mordecai the Jew was ranked second only to King Xerxes. He was greatly respected by and popular with all the other Jews since he provided for the good of his people and spoke for the welfare of his fellow Jews. Again, that's Esther chapter 10, verses 1 through 3 in the God's Word translation, which titles it, Mordecai's Greatness. I'll be back with insights, and we'll close with prayer. This is Hope Scott. I am your host of 5 Minutes in the Word a daily podcast which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. Thanks for listening, subscribing, and following my podcast. You can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Good Pods, or wherever you hear podcasts. Also, please like and follow 5 Minutes in the Word on Facebook and Twitter. That, again, was Esther chapter 10 in its entirety, which is only three verses. This is the epilogue. Uh, The commentaries pointed out that an an ancient Greek version of Esther includes substantial additions, including mentioning God and other variations. And that I did not know. I know there are other versions of the Bible. I know there are other translations. I know there are books that are in other translations that's not in the English Bible. But that is interesting to note. The Hebrew version, which is the basis of most English translations, leaves open the question, where is God when he remains unseen and unmentioned? Through the, through events like this, it was horrific. It was uh, disp- there was despair because the Jews did not know if they would live or die. So there, the question is, where is God when He remains unseen and unmentioned? But remember, Esther did uh, call for a three-day fast, and the commentaries said, you know, it kind of insinuates, or it's kind of alludes to the fact that fasting and praying goes together. And then the commentary goes on to say that Esther, with the encouragement of Mordecai, who is her cousin, has broken, probably, probably has broken God's regulations, but has done so for the purpose of saving the Jewish people. Mordecai is honored for this, while God, who is truly the one who should be honored, is with, goes without praise. And then the uh, commentary goes on to say the narrative may not demand praise of Yahweh because it should be given after reading the book. And after we read this book, we can't help but praise God as we see His miraculous salvation of His people. And that's one of the things that they pray about on during this, uh, the festival of Purim. They thank God for the miraculous salvation. It is unclear why the narrator tells us about uh, the decisions by the king, like raising taxes, that kind of stuff. It could be that maybe he was uh, trying to get back the cost of the defense, of Mordecai's Mar- of, uh, defense of the Jewish people. Or it could be a uh, restoration uh, of a grant. Who knows? It could also be an illustration of the power of the Persian Empire in order to emphasize the powerfulness of that of an unexpected leader. And that unexpected leader was Mordecai. The Hebrew phrase used for uh, land and islands uh, kind of gives reference to the whole no, entire, entire known world. And it's probably intentional hyperbole. To sh- uh, just to express how large, how uh, the reach of the Persian Empire at the time, and to highlight Mordecai's role within its governance. The Persian chronicles, which ha- are long since lost and buried in oblivion. Uh, and it's mentioned that that's where the writings are. But God's word, the sacred writings, still live, and they live in honor and will live uh, till time shall be no more. Mordecai assumes the role of, uh, that was once belonged to Haman. The victim has become the victor, and long had Mordecai sat contently in the king's gate, and now at length he is advanced to the head of his council. Uh, Mordecai the Jew was who was persecuted is now given a place of honor. Furthermore, he is well respected because of his advocacy for the well-being of his people, the Jewish people, allowing for the Jewish people to live peaceful lives in the Persian Empire. And we can he we um, honor Mordecai for it, but we have to give God the glory for it. Because of his work, his work behind the scenes protected the Jews from an imminent annihilation, from an impending death. And we thank him as he protects us also. Let's pray. Father, we thank you as we come to the end of another book in your holy writ. Father, we thank you for the lesson of uh, uh, the book of Esther. We thank you that as we read Esther, we find out and have found out that you have orchestrated events behind the scenes and you continue to help and guide and direct things that were going on in the uh, Persian Empire during during that time. Father, we thank you that even when your hand is unseen, you're still working behind the scenes. And Father, we stop right now and pray for the Ukraine. We pray for even for the Russians because, you know, pro- oh God, I don't know what to say. And the Holy Spirit helped me in this section because I don't want to um, say anything that will offend anyone. So God, and just pray that you know what the needs are, Father. So we're going to cast all of that upon you. Praying for those in other areas that are battling for their lives, battling to keep their families safe. And Father, as we're praying for that, we're thanking you for our government and for other governments around the world that are stepping up to help. Especially in a war that is so visible, that's played out in front of us every day. And Father, we pray for those who are trying to seek safety. Pray for the families who are mourning the loss of their loved ones. Praying for those who are in harm's way. Even praying for those who um, are trying to seek peace. The leaders who are trying their best to seek peace. God, grant peace in this situation. And in conflicts all over the world, Father, in the name of Jesus, we know that there will be wars and rumors of wars. And we know that you're in control of every situation. And Father, we trust you and we thank you and we bless your name. In the name of Jesus, amen.